1: Hey, no name-calling here. Just differing opinions going head-to-head. With Counterpoint. CounterPoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.
0: It is time for CounterPoint. Tonight, we've got Andy Stitton dancing in his chair already. He is gotta, the
1: small business... we got to keep the music up. That's just, we should do the whole thing. And Jamie just doing this lap dance over there is amazing. Yeah, it is.
0: I'm sure you're enjoying it. Jamie Ellerton, of course, principal at Canaptus PR. Hi, guys. Hey. I'm Um, speechless
2: by this fake news here. Thanks, (laughs)
0: Andy. Put your pants back on, Andy. Let's talk a little bit about, well, this is kind of a heady story, but it is an important issue because um, it's called the UN Global Compact for Migration. Huh? Yeah, that's what I said. not a lot of people have heard about it, but Anthony Fury is writing about it in the Toronto Sun. It's a UN agreement that we're supposed to be signing on to next month and that's why you're going to start hearing about it now. And it's a pact that is aiming to regulate the treatment of migrants worldwide. In other words, they want to streamline migration, much the way we saw happening in Europe when Angela Merkel said, come on in! And a lot of countries are now pulling out because they feel that it threatens national security and blurs the lines of legal and illegal Migration. And given the issues we saw in Europe, uh, Jamie, should, you know, given that the United States has pulled out of this, Australia is now pulled out of this, Croatia, Poland, Bulgaria pulled out of this today, countries are saying, hold on, this is too blurred. It's going to lead to too many unknowns and problems. You know, should we not be taking a second look at this?
2: All right, so broad strokes, there's two types of immigration. There is like permanent residency stream, those who apply to come to Canada as a permanent resident, economic class, study visas to ultimately get a pathway to permanent residency, student sponsorship, that kind of stuff. There's that. And then there's refugees. There's the refugees that we welcome from abroad. Mm-hmm. And then there's those that show up at a Canadian border at a port of entry, whether that's getting off the plane or driving across a buffalo and make an asylum claim.
0: Uh, or, so or there's if those. We, if we who, talk well, hold about, on. There's like, another well, one. Hold on. Because there's the one that or you cross a field and just show up and then do your asylum. Yeah. Um, so those are illegal border crossers and then claim
2: asylum. Yeah. Yeah. And that's. Yes. They're yes. all still asylum claimants. Right. They're just not doing it how they should be. Right. So on something like this, if you look at how the UNHCR, that's the United Nations High Commission for Refugees, they have refugee camps all over the world. Every year, sponsor countries like Canada and other Western European democracies say, we're going to take X amount. UN, give us whatever you want. Uh, They then are referred to Canada for screening. At that point, they go through a background security screening. They're processed. Some of them are partnered with privately sponsored refugee organizations who ultimately take care of them and getting them on their feet for their first year in the country. Others come in as government-assisted refugees, where essentially the government's giving them a stipend, helping them get on their feet that way, also for a year, sometimes a little longer, because the government-assisted refugees don't do as well as the privately sponsored refugees. So when I hear something like this, this sounds like a bunch of well-meaning UN Mm. bureaucrats looking looking to try and formalize and solve a problem because they are having issues as it relates to global migration. This, to me, doesn't sound like it's which permanent residents want to come to Canada. We're a sovereign nation. We're all always going to be able to choose who those are and what terms and have our conditions follow our laws. On the refugee side, this is kind of already happening. So I think yeah. this is kind of making something out of something it's not. Uh, while at the same time, the UN's, like the UN always does, pretends like they're the world's government uh, coupled with this like overarching authority uh, wow. that gets put into wow. their language. Well, so, well,
0: given, given, though, Andy, what we're seeing and, and the problems we're seeing with people not doing it through the proper channels and we've already got these issues with not being able to find shelter space. We have an issue going on in Ke- in Ontario and Quebec. It doesn't work. Right. So are we, uh, should we not be putting a pause on taking more until we've got our stuff figured out? A
1: pause? I think we should put the brakes on at 190 miles an hour and come to a screeching halt. Okay,
0: I was being you, polite.
1: But wait, so. Were you? Well,
0: <laughs> so that, that's to something i would never <laughs> seen you do before. Well, Excuse <laughs> me if I didn't notice
1: it right away. Uh, have a little warning in future. I'm going to be polite. No, seriously, you look at the, the EEC, and a large part of the problems there was they opened up the borders. Mm-hmm. And now you, you know, I'm obviously British in the end. And people would tell me, yes, we've got a lot of immigrants in there and we've got a lot of people from all the EEC countries, but they're not the right kind of people. Suddenly we're finding, I mean, it seems stupid. We're finding mattresses piled outside our our homes, that sort of thing. This has got to stop. Period. It doesn't work. This isn't. And I appreciate your explanation, which was long. And the other problem with these issues, as far as people are concerned, it takes smart people like you, Jamie, that long to explain them. So they suddenly go, I don't know. I don't want to tune out.
0: The okay, bottom, so Andy, the bottom, this is
2: what yeah. but I'll tell you this: what you're talking about in terms of people flooding our border, crossing illegal, and claiming asylum and clogging up our social services, that is an issue that needs to be addressed. Refugees that come in, again, under government-assisted refugees are privately sponsored, we know where they're coming here. Right, but we here don't before know if these here. Yeah, but we don't no, need we, we don't need, need an agreement that, that we settle here open the that come here that we know they're coming. We're welcoming them. Those people aren't clogging up our social services. Those right, have the services they need. Okay. But okay, do same you with agree our with this or migration. not? Right. Do you agree with this or not? Do I agree with what this UN? Ah, uh, this UN thing kind of it sounds like a kind of a mushy a lot of nothing with a lot of people right, fear mongering. As a result like... of the fear mongering refugees, well, no, so no, no, we need on. to have sovereignty of our
1: borders. <laughs> stop You're landing a plane.
0: I know. I'm stop. I'm trying to get like thoughts in order. The problem is that we we have too many problems with the current situation. We have an um, immigration system that's very strained and it's collapsing um, because of the migrant issue that hasn't been dealt with properly because asylum seekers are taking advantage of the borders. So we've got problems. The, the, the minister has finally admitted it himself. And so what we're being asked now by the Uni- Na- United Nations is like, well, take more. Like the Paris uh, Agreement, they want us just to sign on to something and and do it their way with no guarantees but of it how it's supposed to work. work. And it doesn't work.
1: I mean, we is, We're not talking about the immigration. Illegal I- immigrants that we've got, we don't have a system in place and what they're saying is why don't we just open up all these should i tell you what when hungary and croatia say no yeah. that's probably a pretty leading... <laughs> when
0: australia says no you oh well know, yeah you know, but well, they're
1: convicts and they sort of like those sort of people <laughs>
0: nonetheless i think what uh needs uh, to happen is we need a bit more transparency on what we're about to sign on to before we sign on to it
2: yeah, the report's actually been very vague on the details. Right. But what we continue to see on this, though, Alex, is people conflate the politics of illegal border crossers and those asylum claimants mm-hmm. with the actual vast capacity of Canada to resettle a lot of permanent residents and other uh, form but of not legal migration, that. No, as I don't well think as resettled that, refugees.
1: Jamie, I don't think people think that at all. They're saying they're opening up the border. I think we basically understand that you have to get points. You want to bring Auntie Joan over, that you need to bring you know, you need to get points and they need... We get the difference. Seriously, Yeah, do. there's
0: immigration. We get that. We would take the best but, but of the best. We do well. well you don't and... think
1: the most... Pe- I think people get it. We don't want any more illegal immigrants in this country. Period. End of it. That's yeah,
2: it. this isn't asking to bring in more illegals. This is talking the, it, about it, it's the actual opening up the quota. Up the borders. It's, op- well, it's talking it, it's, about the okay, quota I, of refugees that, that we from refugee to It's the United Nations asking Canada
0: to take more refugees and they will decide what refugees and how many we take. That I have a problem with because the United Nations, <laughs> you know, that's the problem with with the Jamie, is that the United Nations is going to determine yeah, who so we take. they can't and, dictate to well, it. If you
2: ever deal with knows, any like I don't official, know the they can have the, all these grand wishes they want at the end of the day. A sovereign nation does what a sovereign nation is going to do. Oh, I don't know. And they can only do so much finger wagging.
0: Right. But again, they they finger waved on Paris and now what, what started out $50 a ton is now $5,000 a ton. I mean, they changed nice the goal. Segue. I mean, <laughs> you know, they just kind of make up their own rules and throw it on the rest of the world. Who's they? The United Nations. Oh, okay. Yeah, those guys. All right, let's uh, talk about something. Do we have time to get into another one? Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. Do we? Oh, Justin Trudeau uh, feeling emboldened in Paris, um, taking, I mean, it was no question he was taking shots at the president, jabbing him over things like nationalism, attacking him over the media without saying his name and saying, you know, you better be uh, better behaved on social media. And I'm not going to play his breathy <gasps> answers that he gives, but is Justin Trudeau, um, you know, are you proud of him oh, for saying my this? God, Or is yes. he just, okay. No,
1: no. He, it was worded beautifully. He went at it without getting into a battle. He stated why he had gone at the whole scenario with Trump, let's face it. But he didn't name him and he called it as it was. That's what a good prime minister does on the international stage. And even Alex, you can't deny he did good.
0: I, why would I think he did good? I don't. I don't think taking shots at somebody without actually saying their name does anything other than you're, oh, you're like on. it's I mean, cheap. No, it, I don't get cheap. But it's, why would he need to go? Why over there? would you
1: lower yourself? You'd rather see him <laughs> low, not say anything or lower himself to Trump. You, you're not a person to sit around and not say anything.
0: Look, I don't have an issue with Mr. Trudeau being in Paris. I was, I'm fine with that, and, and I think Trump was silly for not going to, to the to the uh, the first night where all the other world leaders is. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, this it is was not about, raining, but that's not the point. The point is. He's lecturing everybody else, Jamie, on how to deal with the media and social media. And meanwhile, his own guy, Jerry Butts, calls people alt-right and Nazis on social media. And the prime minister himself has banned media outlets. He banned the whole Sun media chain at one point. So I find it a bit rich that he's now telling everybody else how to behave.
2: So in the context of the domestic political stuff, by no means does he have a a pristine record on this. But uh, if I look at what happened in Paris this week, I thought the prime minister actually had a good week. Mm -hmm. Uh, I thought it was good that he called out Donald Trump without actually mentioning him by name in a personality cult. Uh, It actually took to the issue substantively. And I think representing Canadian values on the world stage rather well. And Mm -hmm. Donald Trump is a dangerous man. And if we don't. Protect what we value, and allow those if we allow Donald Trump to erode the norms that to essentially underpin our society. Then uh, we're going down a slippery slope. So kudos, Justin.
0: There is no question; it was not a good week for the president. I mean, it just was not a good weekend. It was. we Will go ever over, have a good week. Well, no, he does actually. He has had a couple of very good weeks. He's done some good things. Hey, his stance on Israel, him his p- moving uh, that we're not debating it. I I will give him credit where it's due. This was not a good weekend for Mr. Trump. I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.
1: Hey, no name-calling here. Just differing opinions going head-to-head. With Counterpoint. CounterPoint. Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. we
0: have got Andy Sutton and Jamie Ellerton weighing off on this counterpoint. Let's talk about a guy named John Carpe, the Calgary lawyer and a member of the UCP party, which is run by uh, led by Jason Kenney. Uh, He's also someone who's behind a legal challenge to Alberta's law on gay straight alliances. And he spoke at a a rebel media event in Alberta this weekend. And here's what he said that uh, raised an awful lot of ire.
2: How do we defeat today's totalitarianism, right? Because again, you've got to think about the common characteristics. It doesn't matter whether it's a hammer and sickle for communism, or whether it's the swastika for Nazi Germany, or whether it's a rainbow flag. <laughs> the underlying thing is a hostility towards individual freedoms. The underlying thing is, is a vision where government is the master, and government is forcibly guiding us towards this wonderful utopia, rather than allowing us to exercise our freedoms and raise our families and lead our own lives.
0: So he has since apologized. Uh, I'm not sure how you could possibly be as... Stupid to equate pride flags to the extremes of Nazism. I mean, it is mind boggling to me, Um, Jamie. uh, Jason Kenney has made his feelings very clear. Now, this guy is not running for the party. He's just a party member. So it's not like I guess you could take his membership away. But is this I mean, does this taint the whole party?
2: Uh, I think it has the potential to. If you look at where Rachel Notley and the NDP are on these things, they are constantly trying to bring up these sorts of social issues because uh, it's frankly their only path back to being yeah. reelected for government. Uh, so that, yes, he is just one member of the party. Uh, because Jason Kenney look... is
0: not anti-gay. He's no, just I've not. i worked
2: for Jason Kenney for six years. He's a lovely man. We disagreed on some issues, but at his heart of heart, no, he's not anti-gay at all. Uh, and if you look at where society has gone on this from like 30 years ago to now, yep. uh, pretty much everyone, including Jean Chrétien, Voted against same-sex marriage in the late 90s, to Obama only again did. look how, we, Hill, all have, did, yeah. how we've all moved on. So if I look <laughs> at, Clinton, what, I mean,
0: look, and that was like that John ago. Carpe, yeah.
2: like he's essentially made a living off of peddling his prejudice against the LGBT community, and quite frankly, it's disgusting. Uh, and I think we need to keep these people from polite company and say, yes, you're welcome oh, to your religious Jamie, beliefs, you're, Jamie, you're welcome to have Jamie, these moral Jamie. views, but the second you try and like prevent others from being who they are and want to debate their existence, I don't think we tolerate that. Okay, here in time to get
1: off the soapbox. Okay. Okay, you know one thing that really bugs me about this? I hate people. I do events for a living, okay? And I, I, I bet you I could sit at any event and take a 30-second clip mm-hmm. out of context and you guys would all, especially you, Jamie, would salivate at the lips going, listen to what he said. Know, but- uh, no, you weren't salivating at the lips. You're going, oh, look, we're taking this 30-second clip, taking it out of context and then making a The guy apologized. Why are we talking about it? Move on. It's, once again, the media manipulating something. Oh,
2: please. His, like, half-assed apology, but he got on the phone with the CBC two hours later he actually doubled down on it. It is only when people got to him and he put out a prepared written statement that he apologized but he that people was, happened it was to misinterpret 20,
1: 30 seconds. And by the way, having listened to him talk, I, God knows how you listen to him for half an hour. But it was taken out of context. Let's move on. You can take anybody out of context. No,
2: this is not being taken out of context. He very clearly talked that this is a trend that he doesn't like. The basic fact of LGBT so you don't rights buy his, is something he doesn't like. So you don't want. buy his explanation? No, I don't buy his explanation. Okay, quite so we frankly, differ. as a gay but when and I'm i am tired of my it. existence being debated by people who sit on cozy pedestals and want to debate my ability to be? Like that's absurd. Yeah, Eddie. So you're okay. coming at it from a different. You're coming at. From I a, find it t-
0: fascinating that you have now morphed into a conservative. And you have more. Oh I mean, look, it's but but again,
1: you look so proud of us. It's no, like no. no. I a mommy it's with just think that's good
0: that you see this the way you do. And, and I think it's an interesting discussion. But nonetheless, um, it's out there. And I think it comes down to, you know, does he have the right to his own beliefs of freedom of his views?
2: Short answer. Yes, he does. Sure. But he's and, wrong. And we have the right to call him out on it. Oh, you
1: have right. the right to call him out on it. Yes. But he has he has the right to say it.
0: Okay, let's talk about Saturday Night Live, right? Because uh, I think this is one of the best apologies, I think, of all time. And they don't make apologies very often, but Saturday Night Live did, in fact, uh, turn the butt of a joke onto one of their own when he invited Dan Crenshaw, who's the former Navy SEAL mocked by Pete Davison. Remember, he called him a hitman from a porno movie. And that's because he's got an eye patch. Well, the joke didn't go over well, so they had him on Saturday Night Live. And here's just a little bit of his act.
2: This is Pete Davidson. He looks like if the meth from Breaking Bad was a person. <laughs> All right. Not bad. So there, we're even. All right. Hold on. One more. This is. The... All right. He All right. looks like a troll doll with a tapeworm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. It went on like that. It was actually pretty funny, but what I think worked so well with this is that Dan Crenshaw is just stupidly cool. Like, I, if this guy's not running for president one day, should, I mean, he what, should be.
1: Like I say, I produce shows. This is a brilliant piece of production. Yeah, you got another five minutes. Out of this piece. That's brilliant. I'm not a big fan of Saturday Night Live. But the fact they took this incident last week and turned it into something that we're talking about now. They get an 11 out of 10 as producers. Of course, I would have done it better because I'm a genius.
0: Of course, you're a genius. <laughs> but <laughs> look, I, look, I think it shows that Dan's got a, a great sense of humor and uh, he was pretty measured about it. Um it was a good way to turn this around.
2: Yeah, and kudos for SNL for having him back on. If I, I've kind of watched the show sporadically, and I think Pete Davidson in the Weekend Update crew about all that's good that's left on the show. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't want to see them fire last it. week yeah, and then watch the clip, and it just. Knowing the context of it, it kind of seemed like, eh. Uh, but when you saw this uh, over the weekend and him coming on the show and having a fun and Pete Davidson laughing at himself, I thought it was a good laugh.
0: Yeah, we, we, we get rid of people on knee jerk reactions way too I think, quickly these days. And I think it was interesting that Saturday Night Live did not cave to the public backlash and instead said, all right, well, how do we work through this? And it was successful, so that was a good response. Quickly before we go, I want to talk about the blue bins, not because I... Yes. Oh, God, I can't stand. Yes, yes, you know, I was hoping we'd do about this. About the blue I bins, so excited. I'm sure you did. It does not take much. I don't want to know what you and your blue bin do when I'm oh, not around. However, um, the city of Toronto says one quarter of everything we put into Toronto blue bins should not be there, and they're diverting about 53% of waste away from landfills, but the longstanding goal is 70%. Andy, sorry, but it, it's they've made it so bloody, it's so bloody confusing. When my blue box becomes more work than my job, I, you know, it's going to end up failing. There
1: are three. There, there are three. I sound like Julie Andrews. Um, there are three things that really bother me that I can't do very well. Only three in this world, mm. okay? Mm-hmm. One is the washing machine. I don't understand it. It's it's like a complete mystery to me in all these different cycles. Turn
0: on No, water, it isn't.
1: I've got like a super start. clean. and a, it, Anyway, it's too co- Photocopiers I don't understand Yeah, okay, I don't get because stuff You still use speech. the
2: washboard in a, in a, in a bucket, <laughs> yeah, don't, out, that. don't
1: you? <laughs> oh, Jamie, right? Says so somebody who looked like you stepped out of a dry cleaners. Uh <laughs> No. And the other one is the blue box. It is. so I mean, when the paper that describes it is bigger than the blue box, they're doing something. You can only put things in if they're not stained, but you can put takeout things if they're not. So but you, you know can't what put black
0: plastic in and you can't put the top. See, I that's don't...
1: racist. I don't agree with that. <laughs> well, right. You, yeah. But you can put white pl- plastic in.
0: I don't. I don't know because every week they add something to the list of what you can't put in.
1: So here's a tip. This for is why you. people don't do here's it. Here's a tip for you. I think every week, Alex and mm. Jamie and I'll help you with this. I think you'll agree to this. Mm. You should do recycling tips on your show.
0: Yeah, that would be a way to lose all my listeners. <laughs> no.
2: I don't think that's a segment that'll get recycled. No. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: it'll definitely get thrown out. Nonetheless, it's not working. What What's the solution, Jamie? Uh, I don't know. The
2: building I live in actually has private garbage pickup. I so bet it does. we oh, have garbage for I bet it does. And the oh, end, yeah. you're putting and yeah. everything goes in. And, uh, quite frankly, it's just as confusing. And I actually watch the bins that are for cardboard only and the bins that are all for other recycling go all in the back of the exact same truck. Mm-hmm. So this whole thing, you a mean, bit of a, uh, bit come project. down and recycle for <laughs> you?
0: Yeah. Well, by the way, all those in buildings, <laughs> knowing full well that they're putting everything down one chute, and pretending that they press the dial around that never works. By the way, yeah, that's just
2: condos are. A lot of
1: condos yep. don't have city don't. garbage pickup. Yeah. They do their own. Alex, he he lives in a private building. He doesn't touch
2: his recycling. Oh, please. <laughs> I live in like a modest mid-rise condo on the west side of downtown. All right, Andy.
0: All right. Okay, guys, right I gotta to leave so it the there.
2: United Way's meeting place. <laughs> I thought,
1: I thought, well, you know, you should just dump his stuff in. They've got a charity box. Just put it all in there.
0: God help us if they put clear bags and make us put it in the clear bags. See all be, four and six oh.
2: snack bar for drinks tonight. Yeah.
0: <laughs> all right, guys, gotta leave it there. Andy Stinton joining us. Jamie Ellerton. We will... Do this all again next week. I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.
1: You're listening to
0: On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.